across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Right. Consider this, folks. You know, we transmit the entire internet, all of our computer data, everything that goes on on planet Earth through light. Right. When when the Freemasons gather in their rituals and they do their dark uh, resurrection ritual, what do they ask for? More light. Right? Every one of them. CERN collides light particles together and forms matter. They call this the W boson. We are so detached from our current reality that we can't see the forest through the trees. There is a truth about light, life, and everything in quantum healing. And today we're going to get deep into that with Jackie Jolie from lightshapes.life as we look into the true source of our health. Uh, so please welcome to the free zone, Jackie Jolie. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Freeman. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We are seeking light. This is uh, the Masonic Creed. Uh, <laughs> it's also a, a base part of our, our our universe at this time, our planet, that we, we work so much with light, but we never think about light. We don't deal with light, and we really don't uh, understand what the properties are. And how this all works out with us. And you have this amazing light shapes life with the quantum health model coming forward to really reshape everything about life. So let's introduce the, the listeners to this idea of the quantum health model and start to get into some of these topics uh, because, well, sleep aids are the number one uh, selling product on the planet as far as I know. And yes. I think we can we can take that that price down quite a bit here. For sure. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, the United States, I think, is like the number one user for prescriptions in general. But yet we rank it like number 38 or 40, I think, in uh, like health longevity and outcome in the world. So there's definitely something not working there in that equation. Um and obviously, we're seeing rises um, in all kinds of different diseases and autoimmune diseases, chronic illnesses that just didn't actually even exist, you know, two to three decades ago. And a lot of people will ask, you know, what has changed? What's going on? Um, and I'm sure with the kind of audience that you guys have on this show as well, yes. Are, are they poisoning our skies? Are they poisoning our ground? Are they poisoning our soil? Um, there is a lot of that going on. Of course, we have a lot more processed foods. There is all of that that is contributing and part of the you know health concept of when we try to think of being healthy or having a healthy body and living longer and living with vitality, right? Like some of us as a species are actually living longer, but when you're starting to decrepitate at like 40 and get cancer in your 50s and then you're in a home by the time you're 70 or 80 that's not really you know what I would consider quality of life um and unfortunately the really sad thing is is we're starting to see it at younger and younger ages um so obviously there's some genes involved there and things that are going on and we'll kind of dive into all of that how that's happening and where the foundation really does come back to light um 
and, you know, most people, when we do think about health, you know, you'll usually consider like the three top main components, which is, you know, sleep and diet and exercise. Um, and those are multi-billion dollar businesses. Um, and, you know, most of the intention behind them, of course, is good and trying to help people sleep better and move their bodies and eat good food. And all of those things are important for a healthy body and to live long um, and to do well in life. However, everybody's missing the elephant in the room, which does come down to light. And light is the foundation of everything. Um, just like you kind of use the example of in our modern days, we have these computers and these cell phones and this technology, even as like um, massive as CERN is, which is incredible technology. Um, they're all using light to be able to do that. You and I being able to talk today, we're using light. Now, if people wanted to get nitty gritty and not think about the light, they'll say, oh, well, you have a computer component and there's a Wi-Fi signal and there's a frequency. But all of those things, down, when you break them down, still come down to light. And light brings life to everything, whether it's your computer or your body or your animal's body or trees or plants. It all needs light to be able to actually function. And so I hope to bring those pieces of the puzzle together for everybody listening today. And really my goal in all of this is to be able to share, you know, the how and the why. We'll have a little bit of science involved. Um, but really after people get this information, I hope that as it was for me in my life, I started to see light in everything. So not even just on the physiological level of how it affects our physical bodies, but your emotions that run your body, which are pretty important too, that still comes down to quote unquote energy. And that might get a little woo woo for people, but it really does come down to light. And that comes down to the quantum field. Um, before we get started into all of that, I guess the best way to probably introduce is usually when I do my talks, I will get a little bit of an introduction on me and kind of how I got into this. Um, I think it helps people resonate and understand better when each one of us has either had a struggle that we've had to go through um, or we're able to be able to compare and have those parallel lives. And so um, I always really considered myself rather, quote unquote, healthy. You know, I, I ate a paleo lifestyle the majority of the time. Um, I ride horses. I had gotten into weightlifting um, over a decade ago. And so I tried to do exercising on a pretty regular basis, yoga. Um, I enjoy the outdoors, obviously, with riding horses. So my full-time job, I also work as a physical therapist on horses and dogs. So I'm outside the majority of my day. And I always thought, you know, relatively healthy. And I was, for the most part. Didn't get sick a whole lot. Um, but about, it's been almost five years now, I came down with Lyme disease. And I did have a tick that was on me. Um, and I didn't, I didn't initially have symptoms like right away. And I will even say that I was kind of blessed that through my experience with Lyme, I didn't have a ton of the chronic issues that some people really do experience with Lyme. Part of that is due to, I did catch it very quickly. I caught it within three months of my Lyme bite. Um, some people can go misdiagnosed for years and that stuff is building up in the body and really wreaking havoc. Um, I do think that I had an underlying healthier body than your average uh, United States citizen. <laughs> um, and 
I also had help along the way because I started using natural path medicine, which I've always with the job that I do, I've always kind of leaned more towards natural healing and holistic healing, not that prescriptions and antibiotics and stuff don't have their place from time to time. Um, but most of those are kind of just band-aids. You really have to get down to the core of why is your body not being able to fight something the way that it was divinely built to, to fight. Um, and so I was healing the Lyme disease pretty well naturally, but I was left with a bunch of symptoms afterwards. Um, libido was just on the floor, huge amounts of fatigue, brain fog, um, brain fog to the point like I couldn't even really function in my daily job. I've been working on horses for a decade and I can usually remember everything that I did on a horse for that whole week. I could have told you on Friday what was wrong with the horse on Monday. And I was literally leaving barns forgetting what I had just done on a horse and not being able to recollect vocabulary and words that I use on a daily basis with clients, like stumbling upon my words. And like, that just doesn't feel good <laughs> um, to not be able to do what you're just naturally born at doing for your job. And so something was going on. Well, one of my angels that I have in my life, that's always kind of been a good friend and has led me along the way and finding out how to eat with paleo and, and weightlifting and, and things like that. He, um, he had come across the work of Dr. Jack Cruz and he's definitely something as a listener that I would recommend looking up and looking up his information. He's a neurosurgeon from the Louisiana area and that's where I live. And, um, he has been a neurosurgeon for decades and, uh, he had an injury and kind of long story short, cause we won't go into his path, but he was able to get onto learning about quantum health almost two decades ago. So he's been preaching about the sun and light therapy and how light shapes your life for almost two decades. But as we know, with a lot of natural healing, especially if it's free natural healing, uh, we're not usually going to hear about it on mainstream media or in our doctor's offices for quite some time, if ever, um, when those ideas are coming around. And so I was able to get into his information and really learned a lot. And obviously with him being a neurosurgeon, he can really dive deep. I mean, if there's any scientific listeners that love all of that, you can deep dive hard and it will make your brain hurt um, to learn all the quantum physics and quantum biology. And I, I do like reading it, but there's still a lot of it that definitely goes over the head. But if you get just the gist of it, which I think is where I've been able to help people, I break it down to something that's really user-friendly, makes sense, you feel it resonate in your body. Um, and I do hope that this interview today will help your listeners with that as well. Um, so I started learning about how light affects your whole health, um, everything, and how we have something in our body that is called our redox potential in the quantum healing field. And really all that means, and as I tie things together in the interview, hopefully it'll make more sense, but our body kind of works like a battery, right? Negative and positive ends, which are in our cells. And you need to be able to have both of those and you need to be able to have a strong charge, just like with any other battery you might have in your phone, in your car, in your lawnmower, whatever. It needs to have a strong charge to be able to work effectively, right? When our phones start getting low and our computers start getting low, we start freaking out because it's not going to perform like we want it to. Our bodies are exactly the same way. And they were 
born like this divinely tied to light and our DNA and genetics haven't changed since the time we became a human species on this planet whether you believe in evolution or the biblical story it doesn't really matter because our bodies are built the way they have been built and it's been with sync with nature with the natural light spectrum that's outside however in our modern day world now, statistics are saying that nine, we're, humans are spending more than 93% of their time indoors. So like in my case scenario, you know, I thought that I was healthy. I spent time outside. I was with horses. But there are some rules and some nature rules that aren't my rules and kind of how you have to tie into light to make all of this work. You want your redox potential to be strong because if your battery is strong, then your body can become in contact with any type of bacteria, virus, infection, you know, injury, illness, and it really should be able to recover um, quickly, um, optimally, and then you're able to just move on and keep living life. Um, you keep a strong redox potential by being tied into nature and the natural light spectrum that's outside. When we don't have that, then our battery is kind of always constantly running on low and having to catch up in a way. And so, you know, we can think about everybody that is always so tired all the time, fatigue, you know, the sleeping issues, which you mentioned, people are having more and more issues with sleep and we'll get into all of that. Um, with me, I really thought that I was healthy. So I was like, man, how did I get Lyme disease? Even though, yes, I did have a tick bite me, you know, and in our modern world, we like to think. Our, our doctors and the modern health system likes to, you know, come up with these diagnoses, which technically exist, but it really puts a lot on the, the patient, the human, as almost like a victim. Well, this happened to you, and there's nothing really you can do about it, and you have to live with it, and we're just going to maintain, you know, or let me slap you with a bunch of antibiotics. In our modern health system to treat Lyme, the only protocol that they have in our regular modern society, centralized medicine is to just throw antibiotics at you for three months. And I already knew what antibiotics do to your gut. So I was like, I don't want to be on antibiotics for three months. And I asked the doctor, okay, well, after three months, if I still have Lyme disease, what do we do? Well, we take three more months of antibiotics. And I was like, right. wreck my gut, you know, like it'll cause even more issues. And by doing tons of reading and talking to other people with Lyme, they all were like, no, like the antibiotics don't work. Or if you're going to do them, maybe do like two weeks, but that's all you're going to need. The more and more that you take, like obviously the more you're going to destroy your gut, which just causes a whole host of other issues. And so I decided to ignore my doctor's recommendations altogether. <laughs> she still thinks that I took antibiotics to get rid of Lyme, but I did a bunch of like herbal uh, protocols and things that um, from Dr. Buner that recommended for Lyme. And I, I was able to already retest without Lyme in my system, even just from the herbals. But like I said, I was still left with a ton of symptoms afterwards that I didn't know how to correct until I got turned on to the light information. So I've now been living a healthier light life per se um, since then. So it's been almost five years. Um, you know, the Lyme has never come back. <laughs> Uh, my symptoms completely all went away and pretty quickly, considering I was living an unhealthy light life for about two decades. Um, our bodies are pretty powerful. It is still going to take time. It's not an overnight fix, which is what modern society really likes to push about everything in life. Like you're going to have it right now, but the body really does want to heal and function optimally all the time if it's given the right environment. 
And so I finally started giving my body the light environment that it was missing and surely not enough, like so quickly, everything started to dissipate. And even now I'm about to be 39 this year and I have more energy and more strength and capability than I even had in my twenties. And so it's been super powerful. There's also been some, um, spiritual esoteric things that have happened along the way on this journey that I wasn't expecting. There was also some mental components that like when we get into talking about that with mental behavior um, and and mental cognitive issues, um, like I knew the science behind it, but I didn't really know that it was going to kick in until like I had some decent stress and trauma, especially last year that happened to me that just like three months straight, I just had kind of chaos around me. And the Jackie before probably would have gotten um, very sick and come down and been really just down. And even though it was a struggle, I was able to have better coping mechanisms and I was able to handle the stress better because of the redox potential that my body now has, you know, and I fly on airplanes now and I'm around people that are sick and I don't worry about catching anything. Um, or if I even get a little bit of a sniffly nose, it's gone in usually 24 to 48 hours. I don't have allergies. Like I don't have a lot of the things that I used to struggle with before, or that I see a lot of modern human beings struggling with because we're all light deficient. We're all surrounding ourselves underneath artificial light, 24 seven light at night, which is not what nature intended. And this is truly the component that is making us sicker. It's making our mitochondria sick, which is what we'll get into of how all this drives and works. And then that mitochondria is now getting passed down in our DNA and we're creating a weaker and weaker and weaker species to where now we are seeing kids with obesity, cancers, depression issues, suicide rates have increased on kids from the age of like six to 16. Like that just breaks my heart and is completely unnecessary. Um, Never heard of before, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. And we're supposed to be living in times where things are easier and we should be happier. um, And these things shouldn't be happening. And it's because it's happening on a quantum physiological level. Um, and nobody thinks about light where we've been long enough now. Electricity has been around for about 100 to 150 years, which really isn't that long. But it's been enough decades and enough time that we kind of take light for advantage. We don't really think anything about it. And especially since our light has actually changed in the last like 20 years to where our lighting sources are LED and fluorescence. We'll get into why those are bad. Um And then obviously our blue light that comes from all of our tech screens. So the laptops, the TVs, the cell phones, um, especially at night. And we'll, we'll dive into all of that as well, but that's kind of my story um, and where I'm at now. And it became such a passion because it blew me away. I mean, like I used to have a counter full of vitamins and supplements and all the things on the natural health scheme that you had to take to be able to try to feel quote unquote normal. Um, there's now literally electrolytes and magnesium. Like that's all I take. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nothing else. I don't spend money on supplements anymore. And it's wonderful. I mean, I was spending like five grand a year out of pocket for healing Lyme and body work and supplements and all the things. Right. And that's a multi-billion dollar business as well. Not that the intentions aren't well from most of those people and practitioners i'm not talking down to them by any means they just don't know the light component and i really was just like man we need to 
we need to spread this. It's almost like a, it's almost like a religious feeling where, you know, people want to get on their pulpit and spread the message of Jesus. Like, but Jesus is light. Like there's a whole right. story to that story too, that like you could get into and it blows you away. So I just wanted to become the little pebble in the stone, you know, to start sharing this information. I started sharing with friends and family members and, and obviously, you know, some people take it, some people don't, that's just life. You know, we have that separation with politics and money and then all the things, but, um, I knew that if people could just start trying it, if you could just get people outside more, if you could just get people starting to watch the sunrise, they will see and feel the changes. If they could just turn their Wi-Fi off at night, if they could just put their phone in the living room and not next to their bed, like they're sleeping better, they're dreaming again, they're waking up feeling refreshed and awake and energized. They don't need coffee or they don't need it till later in the day. I mean, like really profound effects by tiny little light habit changes that are free. I mean, there's a couple of like biohack things that we can get into as well that, you know, are some machines and things you can buy, red light therapy and things like that. But the majority of it is free. And at the end of the day, that ends up becoming so empowering to you as a human being of realizing like I can really feel my body. I can really feel the differences. I can actually feel when I feel good. And everybody knows when you're out in the sun, you feel good. Like it just feels amazing. How could this bright ball of light in the sun actually be demonized and be told to us that it's bad. And there's reasons behind all of that too, that we can get into today. Um, But I think that little ramble is a little bit of explanation of kind of like how I got into it and how I found it. You know, now I locally do, you know, podcast interviews like this to try to spread the message. I do local seminars at like yoga studios. um, And I now have that recorded like on my website. And it's really just to get the information out there. I, I truly believe that um, by the way that that my mind and body has started to work by having a healthier light life, that if even a small percentage of our country could change this, the power and the the united part that we could actually do and come together and and make better decisions, I think we could really change where we're at right now. And I I mean that on the political level, spiritual level individual human collective level you know we're so divided they have done such a good job of getting us all divided on all topics um and most of the time when i talk to people of a room full of all kinds of backgrounds and ages and diseases and environments they all know that it makes sense in their body when i talk about being outside more and connected to nature more because that is still where we came from and still what our body desires Without a doubt. And the way that our system is set up, it so often throws your circadian rhythm off and out because I I worked at a gas station at one point as a graveyard shift. And oh, Lordy, I mean, having to be under those fluorescent lights all night, I used to turn them off inside of the the kiosk that I was in and I'd get, I'd get scolded by management because they come in and I'd have all the lights off in there. Like, no, I couldn't do it. It was making me sick. And when I got home, you know, it was daylight, you know, that was, you, you, you head home as the sun is rising and you're just feel nauseous and bad and horrible. And I would have to literally go lock myself in the bathroom because this was the only place with complete darkness 
And I could tell clearly that if I was going to keep this job any longer, I was going to be ill forever. And I mean, my body never cycled into a night shift, <laughs> it never switched over. It, it just doesn't happen. And we ask that of ourselves in order to uh, fulfill these occupations that, you know, could be obsolete in a week anyway. But uh, <laughs> there's a reason why like I think there's been enough statistics and studies done now that anybody that works on a night shift schedule um, I think it's they have a six time higher rate of contracting cancer and also an early death I mean like dying like 10 years earlier um, and that's pretty powerful you know is there a job that's really worth that right uh, I don't, I don't think so. And you don't, you don't feel good, you know? So you're also, even when you do have your life outside of that job, you're not, you're not functioning optimally. You can't really be there with your family or your friends or doing something with, you know, good, strong power, doing something physical. Um, and that's just, yeah, I, I just don't think that it would be, be worth it. Um, and it's funny when you say like, you know, my body never really shifted over to like the night shift. Um, you know, when I talk about all of this stuff, this light stuff to friends, and especially like with getting up at sunrise, well, I'm a night owl. I'm a night owl. I like to stay up at night. I'm a night owl. There's really no true original genetically driven night owl. Um, you can even go, you know, besides mammals that are nocturnal, of course, that's different. But us as a human species, we're on a 24-hour diurnal circadian rhythm cycle in our bodies. We function with a light and a dark cycle. And obviously out in nature, you have light during the day and darkness at night. And so that is nature's rules and what we have to abide by. So there is no natural night owl. We just are forcing our bodies, especially now that we have the blue light at night. It really keeps us up. And, and I'll make that connection later when we get into a little bit more of the science and details. Um, so, yeah, it's good that you brought up that point because it's just it isn't natural to the body. So anytime you go against something that's natural, you're really going to end up fighting and you're going to create restrictions, which just creates chaos in the body and all that really is inflammation and there's already enough proof that you can look up all day long on google that chronic inflammation leads to disease cancer and death like that's it period you know absolutely well we always say get out get more exercise get more light and 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 play more obviously is my thing uh but there's way more to this than than simply just going out in the park in the afternoon. There's, uh, as you say, rules that are involved in all of this. So one of them, as you're stating, is getting up at 7.30 in the morning to witness the sunrise. Yes. So the way kind of some of this works and why, like, I didn't know in my story what I was doing, everything that was wrong, right? I knew, like, okay, I'm exercising, I'm eating a pretty good diet, I'm outside, you know, how could I have possibly had a bad light life? Well, number one, I was never getting up and seeing the sunrise. And because of that, I was also never a person that woke up like hungry in the morning. So I was like that traditional female that wanted to do intermittent fasting. So I, I would wake up not hungry. I would have some type of, you know, caffeine, whether it was mate or coffee. So that's jacking up my insulin, jacking up blood sugar, jacking up adrenaline, um, raging through your adrenals. And eat sometime in the afternoon, you know, then I'm outside with horses. And then at the time, my eating schedule with my partner at that time, we ate really late. And so I would have dinner like around, you know, eight or eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And because of my physical job, I was tired by then. So we were usually like watching TV while eating. So I had the blue light in my face from the TV or my phone. 
eating dinner at 8.30. And then I would like really just like pass out right after that on the couch or go straight to bed. And so there was a lot of circadian mismatches there. And then on top of that, once we get into kind of like the Wi-Fi and radiation light signals too, I had my cell phone every day working without any protection around it on in my back pocket every day, all day long. So I had all kinds of circadian mismatches. And then I was also frying the hell out of my body and my mitochondria with the cell phone and then draining my adrenals at the same time. So I was just wreaking havoc on my body, not knowing that that's what I was doing. So I was lowering and plus there was definitely alcohol involved during that time of my life on the weekends and stuff too. So that was an additional thing. But really on the circadian part is really where your redox comes way down. You know, once you have a high redox, you can handle a little bit more of those um, hermetic responses of having, you know, a glass of wine here and there or beer or, you know, watching some TV or whatever. So um, those were kind of the things that I was doing wrong. So when you start learning about quantum health, you're definitely going to hear circadian rhythms, just like I talked about, we're on a 24 hour light and dark cycle. If any of your listeners have not heard of circadian rhythms yet, it's basically we all have a bi- biological clocks, every one of our systems in our body. So cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, respiratory, um, everything has its own system, but it's all in one in our body and they all work off of clocks. And so just like any other time piece that we have in our lives, you want your clocks running on time, right? And efficiently. So same with the body. All those systems need to be working on time, smoothly, together, so that your body can actually function properly and optimally to be able to live a long, vital life and have a strong body. And so there's one master clock that's in our brain. It sits behind the hypothalamus. It's called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Try to say that three times fast. And it gets its signal from behind the eye, and it gets that signal from light. Now, back in the old days, of course, when we weren't living inside most of our time, we would have been outside, you know, in a village or sleeping outside. Um, And even back in like early civilization times, you know, you maybe lived on a farm, you were getting up at sunrise, you might have had a candle on or a fire going. um, But those aren't going to interrupt your circadian rhythms. We'll get into that. And so you would get up with sunrise and then you're usually going to get light throughout the day because you were a farmer or you worked outside or or whatever you were doing. And then at sunset, you're going to come in. And even if you were in a house at that time, like in our early civilization times, you again might have a fire going. You might have some candles. Even when the light bulb was initially invented, it was incandescent light bulbs. So they only give off a red wavelength as well, which does not interrupt circadian rhythms. So all that was able to stay on time and work your system. So when the suprachiasmatic nucleus in your brain gets the signal from the sunrise, it's basically kind of telling your body, okay, it's morning. So we need to get everything working in the body to turn on and be functional for the day. So yes, you need, you know, cortisol for energy. You need your blood sugar for metabolizing food. Um, You're going to need your hormone systems going so that it can function through the day and get digestive juices going. And so all of that stuff is going to kind of slowly increase through the day as the natural light spectrum changes through the day. So when we have the sunrise come up at that time, if everybody remembers back from like biology school 101, we had Roy G. Biv as like our acronym. That was the rainbow, right? red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet that still exists to today. That is our natural light spectrum. So when I say natural light spectrum, I mean the rainbow. 
all those wavelengths are coming at you at a different energy or frequency level. And all of those wavelengths have different physiological effects on the body. That's why you need them throughout the whole day because they change. So throughout the whole entire day, the natural light spectrum always has about 50 to 54% of red and infrared light wavelengths. Those are your red and oranges, a little bit of yellow. Those are very healing wavelengths. Uh, if anybody knows about using like an infrared sauna or cold lasers on scar tissue or for surgeries, those are all healing wavelengths. And so at sunrise and at sunset, all you're getting is red and orange wavelengths. There's no other colors of the spectrum involved then until the sun gets to about 30 to 45 degrees in the sky. And that's going to change, obviously, with whatever location you have on the planet, different hemispheres, all of that. Once it gets to that point, then you start having your UVA and your UVB wave lengths that are going to come in. So those are going to be your blue and greens and indigos. Now, those are the ones that kind of get demonized with skin cancer, bad effects, um, and obviously the blue wavelength. And when we talk about blue light later, it'll be the same thing. But I don't want to demonize just blue light because there is a reason that it exists in nature. When you get that UVA and that UVB blue wavelengths, those are actually the ones that activate like your hormones. So for men and women, obviously like, you know, testosterone, estrogen, like you need all of that to like fully function in your body. It's also going to help your body start making melatonin, which as most people know, melatonin is the, it's actually a hormone, not a vitamin that is going to help you sleep at night. Well, to sleep well at night, you actually need as much bright light from the natural light spectrum during the day that you can get because that's how you're building your storage of melatonin that will then get switched by a clock once it turns dark to start being released in your body to make you tired and do other things at night that we will get into. So during the day, you need that. But what changes is, you know, when the sun gets demonized for skin cancer and things like that with the UVB light. When we're out in nature, when that UVB blue wavelength is out in the middle of the day, you also have the red light. So it's also there as kind of like this protection guide that has already been naturally been put in place to be able to protect you. Now, most people will still say, oh, but I do go outside and I sunbathe and I, you know, go to the beach for a week during the year burn the shit out of my, sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this, burn the heck out of my, my skin. And then I'm still worried that I'm going to get skin cancer. So this is where a little bit of the rules come in because the red light in the morning and in the afternoon that you only get is where you can build what we call in the quantum field, a solar callus. So our bodies are obviously already equipped to be able to handle living outside. You know, there's not very many of them left as a little side note, but there are some native tribes that still live, breathe, work, procreate, all the things hunt outside. You don't see them getting skin cancer. You don't see them dying of autoimmune diseases. They don't even get uh, cavities and they don't brush their teeth. So they're living a completely different lifestyle than what our modern one is, but they're tied to nature and they're not coming down with any of the really bad autoimmune diseases and illnesses that we have here in our modern world. And it's all tied back to light. So in the morning, if you can get your eyes exposed and as much skin as possible exposed to the morning light, that red and infrared light is going to allow your body to build, again, what we call a solar callus. And it's just your body's natural layer of SPF protection. 
no need for sunscreen, no need for clothing that blocks the skin, because we need those wavelengths that's giving our body information to keep functioning throughout the day and turning programs on and turning programs off like it's supposed to. Again, when that blue light comes out in the middle of the day, so that's where you get your heat and where you can, you know, quote unquote tan, it's still going to help um, the melatonin uh, storage, like I said, and increase that. It will start those hormones flowing for both sexes. You're also going to get a lot of your um, production and increases through your gut of like your gut juices, your microbiome. That's also where your immune system is built, where you also get released when we talked about mental issues before. So your dopamine, your serotonin, your tryptophan, all these things that kind of make you like feel good in your mind and in life in general, it's all created in your gut. Well, how many times does people's stomach see the light outside? probably almost never, maybe at the beach for that one week when they go on vacation, right? Your gut needs to get that UV light on it. Uh, Your private parts for both genders need to get that UV light on them to actually protect against cancers. Um, Breast cancer and testicular cancer and all those things are actually a light deficiency issue in those areas because they never get to see the light of day. Um, So, okay, I'm getting a little rabbit trailed there. So we have this light spectrum that comes through the day, tells our body all these different signals that tells you what to do. And again, then in the afternoon, so say, you know, if we were a tribal member living outside all the time, we would have had the red and infrared light in the morning to start building our solar callus, tell our body that it's daytime, we need to get up, get energized, get ready to go hunt something or build a teepee or whatever we're doing for that day. We get the bright light through the day that really gives us a nice big boost of energy without coffee, without caffeine, without an energy drink uh, to get through our day. And then as that light starts to dissipate in the afternoon, you're going to get that red and infrared healing light again at sunset that's going to now heal some of that UVB that hit our skin. And then that's also going to change the signals in the body to say, okay, body, it's about to turn nighttime and we're about to start getting tired to rest and sleep. We need to turn off the production of cortisol and blood sugar and adrenaline and all these things that kind of kept us up and now start coming down more into that rest and digest period, right? And not have so much anxiety or be so much up on that high level of energy. And so those things will turn off and then the signal will tell the body to start releasing that melatonin and start flooding the body with that feel good calming sensation to where you'll start getting sleepy and getting tired. And you would naturally, if you kept everything dark, like how we would have if we were living outside, you'll start to wind down to go to sleep. Now, what happens when we sleep? We all know the importance of sleep, but why? Well, when we're sleeping, it's the only time that our body has time to actually work on repair, right? Because during the day, we've been fighting lions and building buildings and dealing with stress and traffic and kids and all the things we've been doing all day and digesting food and all those things, talking and working on problems. So at night, it's the only time the body can go, oh, we're shut down. Now we need to build our immune system cells again. We need to build... um, regeneration cells to where like, you know, we don't want to age or anti-aging to keep our skin cells replenished. This is also a really important time where the body is running two programs called autophagy and apoptosis. Apoptosis is cell death and autophagy is cell repair. And so these programs are basically where your cells go into your body and they get rid of or repair 
you know, damage toxic cells. And so this could be anything. It could be an infection that your body's trying to fight, a virus. It could be cancer cells. Like this is the time that your body gets rid of that. It's not detoxing with sweat in the sauna. Yes, that helps. But if your detox system is not at a high redox battery level, it's not going to work as efficiently. You can buy as much supplements and do all the things that you want during the day to try to quote unquote detox because that's the biggest thing nowadays. Oh, I got to do a detox. Oh, I got to do a detox. So as Dr. Jack Cruz would always say, you have to redox before you can detox. And it makes so much sense because you need your battery charge in your body to be high level so it can actually, our bodies do a lot of things all day long and even when we're sleeping. If your redox potential and that battery is high, it can now do all of those things. But like in my personal experience, right, of my history, when I was looking at that blue light at night, and we'll kind of get into this next maybe, I was telling my body that it was noon. And so just by the light alone, we'll make that connection in a second. So I was keeping my cortisol levels up, my blood sugar levels up. I mean, no wonder I blew through my adrenals and had chronic fatigue after I had Lyme disease. No wonder that my hormones were on the floor. I mean, my doctor wanted to diagnose me as premenopausal at 37 and put me on hormones for the rest of my life. And I was like, mm, no, <laughs> not going to do that. Um, but no wonder that it was like that because I had just blown through all of that in my body and caused tons of chaos by having my clocks mismatched. And so also eating late at night, I was already eating when it was dark and then I was going to sleep right away. Well, now my body has to try to digest all that food that I ate while trying to run the programs to get rid of toxic cells, which was, you know, the bacteria of the Lyme, any type of inflammation, any kind of cancer, whatever. And so, yeah, if I would have kept going down the road that I was going down, even though I thought I was doing all the pretty correct things to be healthy, I would have ended up with an autoimmune disease, I would have ended up on hormones, and I'm sure cancer was probably in my near future. Um, so that's kind of how the light spectrum works as far as the wavelengths and how they come in and out throughout the day and how it changes. Our bodies do need that all day, every day. We're basically one big solar panel. And so you need your eyes to be able to see those signals. And you also need your skin to be able to get those signals. And what do we do as humans? We stay inside buildings. We wear clothes. We put sunscreen on. We wear hats. We put sunglasses on. All those things are going to block those messages to your body to turn things on. And I like to use two different examples that kind of help all this resonate and learn. Um, the circadian clock thing, to try to explain that in a really good way. Um, if you've ever had the day where, you know, the time has changed or maybe the battery in your clock did die or something. And so you realize first thing in the morning, you're like 20 or 30 minutes late for your day. What does that day look like? I mean, you're flustered, you're rushing around from this to this and that, and you're just high anxiety. The body's probably tense. You're probably not breathing right. You probably get irritated and bite people's heads off. And by the end of the day, you are like wiped out. And even maybe for the next day or two, you really feel like your body's just happened to kind of catch up from all that energy expenditure of just being so flustered. That's our bodies right now when you have a circadian mismatch. So, of course, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, they're like, ah, I'm all right. I'm a little tired. Oh, I need my coffee in the morning. Or, oh, you know, health, the health factor likes to tell everybody, oh, you're just getting old. You know, like we like to modernize everything and, and normalize it now. Um, oh, your eyesight's bad at 16. Here, we have glasses and contacts for that. Well, 
is our eyesight actually really supposed to go bad that early on in life? Like, no, not actually. That's not normal. Um, and now people wear like prescription glasses are everywhere. When I was in high school, I don't really remember seeing a whole lot of people, you know, wearing them. But that's kind of the thing. And so we just think like, oh, we're just a little tired. Oh, we're getting a little bit older. I need my caffeine. I need my energy pill. I need this. I need that supplement. I need, you know, ginger or whatever, you know, the natural one is too, besides medicines. And really, it's just a light life to where your clocks are off balance and you need to reset those. The best way to do that is with the sunrise. Um, another example, as far as, you know, people look at you like you're crazy when you say that, you know, sunglasses are bad for you and sunscreen is bad for you and clothing, <laughs> not that it's bad for you, but we shouldn't be covered up all the time. We need to be naked sometimes out in the, in the light spectrum. Um, if you took a plant, you know, a fruit tree or a flower and you put it in the ground and you want it to grow, well, what does it need? Plants need photosynthesis. Their whole program is photosynthesis. Sorry about that. Um, their whole program is photosynthesis to function. So, you know, they need water and they need sunlight. And then of course, plants use glucose, sugar to be able to process that photosynthesis program to grow. And I always ask people, well, what if you took that tree and you put a tarp over it and just left the tarp on it? What would happen? And of course, you know, most people look at you like you're crazy. Like, well, why would you want to put a tarp on it? You want it to grow. Like it needs, you know, the sun and the rain and the sugar and the sunlight and it would die. Okay, well, then I look at them and I go, what's sunscreen? What's clothing? What's sunglasses? It's putting a tarp on our body to where we can't get those natural signals and responses from the sun that we need. And then, of course, we're staying inside, too, which is doing exactly the same thing. That's, that's a cover. That's a big tarp that we live under all day long. Um, and then on top of that, we get into uh, the bad timing with with the technology screens. But before we kind of go on to that, does that all kind of make, you know, sense and a good explanation of kind of what the natural light spectrum is and how some of the rules work with nature that we're still tied to um, with those wavelengths? Absolutely. And I go back to some memories. I grew up on the beach and I tell you, after a day on the beach, you've got such a high and, you know, you'd normally crash in the car as your parents are driving you home or and it was the best sleep ever. I mean, I, that that they would blame it on, say, the ozone from the ocean. But it could be, you know, of course, it's all of that. Uh, but what a wonderful feeling your body had when you went out and, and got that in another instance with the red light. I've done chiropractics for years and years and years. I had my back broken when I was 17 wow. and you know, just coping with that. And I've been through every type of style of chiropractics you could imagine. And then I, I find this one lady that really did no manipulation whatsoever. She would just touch you on a certain spot on your back and then touch your tailbone. But I think the, the mainer impact was the infrared light that she would use over the back. And my body literally started to untwist. Mm-hmm. And I was completely fascinated how this infrared light could really gather and and do that after all these years of everything. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, I start thinking and immediately go to, oh, you know, I'm doing it all wrong, obviously, as we all are. But there's so much more to this as um, we can see there's clearly a, an agenda to, to get us away from this type of red light. And to start to bring it back into a situation where, I mean, in Australia, they banned iridescent lights, right? Mm -hmm. 
And uh, next thing you know, we have a massive pandemic coming around and no one's able to heal and, and survive. And, all you know, we have we have weaponized street lamps. You got to stay indoors all the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, lately going through that pandemic, I mean, it's obviously been a little bit of a blessing with the curse, but it really, I think, helped show the majority of people that, you know, even if they just tie the idea to most chronic diseases now are being proven to have some type of a vitamin D deficiency, right? right. Of course, in our modern world and us wanting an instant fix and a Band-Aid, people take vitamin D pills to fix it. Um, this is also an error. Uh, vitamin D, which again, in all my talks, I don't understand who was allowed to call it a vitamin. Uh, vitamin D is actually a hormone that our body makes. And um, there's a couple of components and rules there too, but it's pretty fascinating when you think about all the things we've been told to not do. Um, so the body obviously needs sunlight to make vitamin D. Now you need that UVB blue light that I talked about in the middle of the day to actually make your vitamin D. You're not going to get it just by being out at sunrise and sunset. So you do need that UVB for the trigger for the signal in the body. But at the same time, your body, the sun and your body uses cholesterol in your system to make vitamin D. So if you don't have cholesterol in your system, you're not even going to be able to make vitamin D, even if you're outside in it. If you also think about now we have tons of people with heart disease issues, right? It's the number one killer in our country, heart disease are. And everybody gets told, oh, your cholesterol levels are high. You got to stop eating cholesterol. You got to stop eating meat. You got to go to a vegan diet. Um, it's the wrong answer, unfortunately, because you need that cholesterol. But if you think about everybody spending more than 93% of their time indoors, that cholesterol is not being used up to make the vitamin D. So we have chronic low vitamin D levels, high cholesterol levels and heart issues, and everybody's missing the correlation of UVB light. So that's a really big one. So the sun will naturally lower your cholesterol and increase your vitamin D by just being out in it. The UVB light will also lower your blood pressure. Lots of people know people that are on blood pressure medications that have a myriad of symptoms. You can't even eat a grapefruit <laughs> on that medication. Um, and the sunlight will do that as well. The UVB blue wavelength in the middle of the day um, will allow your vascular um, parts in your body to be able to expand and get rid of that nitric oxide that you build up like while you're sleeping or while you're indoors and not moving much. And so that nitric oxide will actually just dissipate and be used up when it's outdoors. Obviously, again, we have people with lots of high blood pressure issues. Yes, there's stress. Yes, there's all these like other environmental components, but the sunlight will lower it for free with no side effects, no medication. <laughs> Um, and so you have those issues and then kind of back to the initial idea of this, of the vitamin D, it's a hormone, right? And so let's even say that, you know, you have your cholesterol, you're going to make it with your body, but people aren't doing that right now. So then their doctors give them a vitamin D supplement. Let's talk about why that's an issue. If vitamin D is a hormone, so just like testosterone, just like estrogen, just like melatonin, would most people be okay with taking hormone replacements? Like most people, if you talk about going to a doctor and they're going to put you on hormone replacements, even nowadays, people kind of balk. Like they're kind of like, ah, I don't know. Like that kind of sounds risky. Like what if everything gets out of whack, which is all valid um, 
uh, inhibitions, you know, and you should be questioning that, right? Because your body should be running optimally for your hormones with light. So if you take vitamin D supplements, you're actually doing hormone replacement because vitamin D is a hormone. And what most people don't know either that I learned through all of this, our body makes like, I think it's 25 or 28 different variables of vitamin D. So when we get it in a pill form, in a bottle, it's just one form. How do we know that that's what that's the one that our body needs right now while it needs the other ones? Um, you know, most people have learned now that like vitamin D doesn't even get absorbed unless you have like some type of fat soluble vitamin like K2 with it, which still you're still playing around with a hormone when you can go out and make it for free and actually make all 25 variables that your body should naturally be able to make outside if you're having cholesterol in your system. So that's another key important point of it. Um, and so that's kind of an issue too, that kind of comes into our modern world. You know, we want to have the quick fix and take the vitamin D, but most people don't get the full story on the fact that, you know, it is a hormone and you need to be able to make it naturally in your body. It's amazing how detached humanity has become from the natural cycle. And I often promote a group uh, of the rainbow family that goes out into the national forest and lives there for a few weeks. And uh, guys, if you ever want to get your cycle back and, and be able to have your 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 junk out in the sun, uh, <laughs> rainbow is a great place to go because nobody cares. Uh, you, you wake up here in your neighborhood and you uh, go out in your front yard and try to expose your belly and your your genitals and to the morning sunlight well, you know, that little old lady walking her poodle might just notice and <laughs> who knows what would well, happen. You uh, who cares and do it anyways, because it is good for your health. Cancer absolutely. Well, at Rainbow, you know, there's no problems there. Everybody walks around naked anyway. So there is a, a, a minor American tribe. Well, they're, they're global, but yeah, here they uh, that does still practice a lot of this uh, just by being nomads and by living in in the national forest um that's that's my main experience i think i'd have to go to rainbow to start to shift myself to a morning cycle but i'm just making a joke there we'll get more into that but let's like make sure and let everyone know lights light shapes dot life light shapes life so light shapes dot life is the website and Jackie has uh, online seminars going, uh, many, many resources for you to pick up on and to look into, uh, not only just the references to the cancer and the sun exposure and how that's all a big lie and things of that nature, uh, but getting into the referrals with Dr. Jack Cruz and and much more of the books that you would need to look into, you know, Optimum Health, and then even... Uh, the products that you'll need, the blue blockers and the, the different, and you have many discount codes here for everyone on lightshapes.life and your resources section where they can get these products uh, with a little bit of discount. Thanks to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just here to share and spread the message and just hope that everybody, you know, will do that too and be open to at least just giving um, some of these lifestyle uh, changes a try because you really will feel um, the difference, you know, uh, even in my personal experience, like where I shared, you know, that I never used to wake up hungry. I, I never understood these people that would wake up, you know, just starving. Um, but I never saw the sunrise. And that was my first step in changing anything. And it will always be what I hammer into people's heads too. If it's the one thing that you can change at all, 
getting up and seeing the sunrise and allowing the light from the sunrise to be the first light that ever hits your eyes or skin before any other artificial light in the house or computer screens or whatever, that is how you reset your circadian rhythms. And that will make a huge difference. I did that for just 30 days just to see what was going to change. And it was incredible that, you know, I'm talking about for two decades, I never ate breakfast, was never hungry in the morning. And within 30 days, my stomach growls now within like 10 minutes of getting up and I am ready to eat like ravaging in the morning. And that's how it's supposed to be. And there's a lot of different like hormones and science that kind of I get into with like my webinar and stuff that we probably don't have time for today. But leptin and ghrelin are kind of your two big um uh, hormone signals there that are supposed to get turned on in the morning, but it only works through getting that light to that master clock in your brain. And the only way to do that is with the sunrise. Um, now I will always say, cause all of us in the quantum health, we will always put sunrise as the number one thing, the number one rule. It's actually so important that it could be number one, number two, and number three. Like that is what we were always going to hammer into your head. And if most people can change that in their life, they're going to do really well. And they're already going to experience big changes and feeling better. The only caveat and the big but to that is, even if I can just get you up to see the sunrise in the morning. And yeah, if you take this full fledged and you start getting more light on your skin and eyes throughout the rest of the day, like that is what's supposed to happen. That is the op optimal protocol, right? But it's just as important as seeing the sunrise in the morning as it is to making your nights dark. And that's still where people can get hung up and where I was still making errors, obviously, in my previous experience as well. Um, so when we kind of go back to that talk about the wavelengths and how the natural spectrum changes through the day. Okay, you have your red and infrared at sunrise. Your blue and green lights are going to come out in the middle of the day, and that's going to help you, you know, make vitamin D, lower your blood pressure, turn on your hormones, give yourself energy. And then in the afternoon, you're going to get that red and infrared light again to help heal from some of the strength of the UVB lights. And then in nature, it goes dark. Darkness, you know, you have no lights. Well, in our modern world now, we live indoors where we have artificial light around us. So before we even get to the tech screens, all of our LED and fluorescent light bulbs, which we've basically transferred over to because they're supposed to be cheaper to run. So they're supposed to be a allow conspiracy. <laughs> right. The whole green, green deal. Well, incandescent bulbs. Okay. Yeah. They might cost you a couple extra pennies on your electricity bill, but you know, how much is cancer going to cost you? Exactly. So the fluorescent light bulbs and the LED oh. light bulbs, the only light that they put off is a blue light wavelength and so this is going to get back to where i was kind of talking about demonizing blue light before we get oh yeah too, too much deeper into that because uh i wanted to save all of this for the members oh yes okay uh, so that we can get into the deeper science the gut brain the building yes. biologists uh the emf reports and all of that uh, the tools for mitigating blue light and um finding our way through all of this so let's wrap up this first half and I think we've really given them a good place to begin uh, so that those people that aren't aren't members haven't come over to freemantv.com yet and subscribe to help produce this show, help be a producer of Freeman TV, the free zone with Freeman Fly, and keep this all going and just, just become a member. Come try it out. Check it out just to get the bonus hours, all the extra work that's in there, all the stuff that goes on. 
and so much. I mean, I have so much work that I was trying to find the video of the news clip where they were banning iridescent lights or incandescent lights at the in Australia. And I'm like, what video did I put that in? There's so much stuff. So guys, you know, there's much so much to dig into at freemantv.com. So I hope you'll come over. Where I also offer, and we haven't gotten to this yet, but we're looking at this quantum health model, folks. And the quantum health idea is uh, goes right along with the quantum philosophy of minimum input, maximum output. And that's where we should be. So, you know, these uh, solutions seem simple, but at the same time, they're the biggest thing ever. And we can see the the agenda to remove us from this natural cycle and how they are pushing us into this uh well, death light and moving us into a cycle where we're all dying of cancer and myocarditis and everything else that's going on right now and the the illness and everything and then the inability to be able to deal with the stress and the cope and all these things, right? All of these things. And as Jackie is telling you that the simple solution, see that sunrise. Now, I, I'm going to see how long it takes me to become a morning person. We'll talk about that a little more on the other side. Uh, but I did want to mention the aqua cure because um, in quantum health model, we're looking at the light, water, and magnetism. These are the three base uh, forms of the quantum health model, light, water, and magnetism. And of course, the Aquacure produces this easy water that gives you the extra hydrogen in your system because, well, your body is 72% hydrogen. You might take all these mineral supplements and all of that, but it's barely a 20% of your body. Hydrogen, of course, is a major portion of your body, and you can get that through the Aquacure. So I just want to just put this in there with uh, along with this topic, get your sunlight and get your Aquacure. And of course, you can get $500 off the Aquacure by using promo code free man and just put that in there and it'll immediately take $500 off the price and you get your aqua cure you can drink this water you can breathe this water you can make a torch out of this water you can light it on fire you can run your car on it you can run your hydroponics it does everything and that's just water you know so you throw in the sunlight the water and then the magnetism you toss in a little bit of frequency modulation maybe you pick up a um Oh, Lordy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> another. Uh, ah, lost that thought. Got to get more sunlight. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but please, folks, uh, come over to freemantv.com. Check it out. Get deep into there. Go to the front page, cycle down and realize that we've been talking about these topics for 20 years now and trying to get you into this. But the most basic part that I've always tried to get you back to is just being a human being. And I'll tell you straight from my rainbow kitchen, like we say it to everyone, and, and I'm going to say it to myself right now, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> I got it all wrong. And doctors, they aren't paying attention to your environment. They're not paying attention. They just want to know the symptoms, and they're going to give you the, cycle, the, the medications to deal with that. They're not even asking where you've been, what you've been doing, or what you might have come in contact with, or thinking about the fact that you're under blue light all the time, suffering through all of this. So this is the easy way. This is the cure. So it is lights, shape, light shapes life I, I keep wanting to say dot com but it's not it's light shapes dot life got it all just three words there light shapes dot life and of course it's linked right here and here for that 
And Jackie, we're going to take this over into the members section and we'll get into all of the deeper science of this and uh, have much more to get into with the building biologists, the EMF studies, the uh, just, uh, oh, all kinds of stuff. I even want to get into cloning a little bit with you and see <laughs> there's a, all kinds of things going on in our crazy, crazy world. And um, I don't know, maybe we need to go ask AI what it thinks about all of this. It seems to have all the answers now and taking all of our jobs, but that's great because that means you can now go out in the sunlight more often. So. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So um, do you have you have a seminar coming up in September, but are you doing anything online uh, coming up? Uh, so currently I just have like my regular two hour recorded presentation um, kind of everything that we'll talk about on this podcast, but like, you know, just in order, there's PowerPoint slides and photos, there's links to look at, and that's fully available. It's a two hour recording um, that you can get off of my website for 47 bucks. Um, and that's something that like, once you have it, then you have it, you know, you can share it with your friends and family, like it's not, you know, secured or anything like that. I just want to share. So that's always available, especially for anybody that doesn't live locally here in Louisiana. Um, and then I have a couple of seminars coming up. Like I have one this Saturday at one of our local yoga studios. I have uh, two in April, one that's at like a big woman's retreat that's in Mississippi. Um, another yoga studio that's nearby at the end of April. And then uh, some people that actually heard me on one of my other podcasts, they live like two hours from here in Louisiana and they are trying to build like a self-sufficient farm. You know, they make goat's milk already and soap and they've got chickens and they're kind of really starting to do the whole like homesteading off grid deal. And uh, they would really like me to come talk to all of their like local neighbors and farmers that are kind of getting into all the same thing, because you would already naturally assume that farmers are pretty healthy and they are for the most part, even on circadian health and all of that, because most of them are getting up with sunrise. They're out working outside all day. So they're sweating and exercise. And usually if you live out in the country, you're cooking meals at home. So you're probably eating a better diet. So you have the bigger majority pieces kind of already there. But unfortunately, with our modern world, they're still coming in at night uh, underneath the artificial lights and tech screens. And they don't know that that's now reversing all the good stuff that you did during the day. So I'm going to be doing something at their farm where we're just going to have a big cookout. You know, maybe we'll bring some cold plunge tanks and get people to experience that because that's just a bonus biohack that you can add on to this whole quantum protocol. Um, and we'll just do the same thing we're kind of doing here. I'll bring up all the information and I've got little when I can be in person like that, I'll have a little show and tell and I'll bring my red light device and my blue walking glasses and and all of that. Um, so I have that in, in May. Um, and then that's all of that stuff is probably going to slow down a little bit and I don't want to take too much time for like a plug. Um, but I am inventing and creating a red light therapy device for horses and dogs. Um, it will be a blanket. And so I'm just starting that company and, you know, it's under patent protection and all that kind of good stuff. And so as I start that this year and hopefully be rolling out orders by the end of the year, hopefully, um, 
that will kind of take over life, I think, in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to try to have as many seminars and local things as possible because, again, I'm still building this information of helping people get it about light. And even in the animal industry with providing that tool, I'm still going to have to bring the idea of light and light therapy to that industry. And I'm looking forward to that tremendously, um, but it will just kind of slow down some of the other stuff. So definitely trying to push as many podcasts now and get the information out as much as I can. Um, but that might be a good way to segue kind of what I was talking about at the end of the first hour where we do need to understand that even if somebody goes just like I was, oh, I work outside, I exercise, I don't really go out to eat, I don't eat a lot of processed food, I exercise and sweat, I do all these things, I should have it right, right? Well, but if you're still going in at night and being surrounded by blue light, you're completely destroying all the good that you just did by being outside during the day. So I'm doing it all right. <laughs> don't worry, but, Steven, we were all on. there. I was there too. Hold now. that thought and we'll be right back. Okay.